0: Merry Christmas. As a festive treat, here is the Cinema Swirl episode of The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. This was originally released on Patreon back in May of 2022. We have since covered the second Hobbit film, and in January, on the Patreon, we'll be doing the third one. So if you listen to this, and you like it, and you want to hear the full trilogy, and sign up at patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl, you get to listen to the second one january you get to listen to the third and final hobbit installment also on the patreon right now is our 2023 year in review kevin and i look back at every film we've watched and we answer some patreon questions and we have a lovely jolly festive time and it's a lot of fun so look if any of that is of interest head on over to patreon.com forward slash well. if not just enjoy this freebie have a good time have a lovely festive season we'll see you next year
1: swill glad to report i've still not seen rick and morty it's episode number 40 coming to you from the toxic online fan base behind the paywall where we're good and safe (laughs) it's me your old pal cowboy kevin saddling up through this swill filled streets ...of Hollywood, California, and do I hear a Kiwi calling us back to New Zealand? It's Sam Chaplin! It's me,
0: Pickle Sam. Um, What about uh, some sauce from McDonald's?
1: No, I get get that because I've seen Banksy, so I know that, actually, (laughs) so don't... I've seen a few of those around the Camden town. I've
0: become a pickle. Thank you. Uh, Welcome to Cinema Swirl. It's a big episode... Big, oh, big you're naughty so episode? you so fucking miserable,
1: sounding
0: <laughs> Look, okay. Look, look, last episode, I had COVID and I watched Catwoman. And this is the cure right here, uh, baby. This episode, I feel in an unrelated way sniffly and ill and tired and
1: i had to watch
0: we know the it's the fucking hobbit we're doing the hobbit the unexpected journey
1: are you saying Uh, in a literal way this movie has sickened you straight off the bat is what you're telling us
0: i felt tired last night this morning i feel ill and the only thing that happened between then and now is i watched the the hobbit and and i've watched that i watched the regular cut the one that's on netflix whatever that is i watched that Currently, at time of record, it's on Netflix.
1: I watched the uh, proper version. Thank you. I had to uh, finally, after three or four years ago, I believe I bought it, whenever we started this uh, mm. beautiful Patreon, I splurged a little Christmas present. And I bought the Hobbit extended 3D Blu-ray box set, despite the fact I do not have the capabilities of any... Like, There's a list on the back of, like, you need this, This and this to do the 3D Blu-ray. And I have none of that equipment. Yes. And it, it clocked in at three hours and three minutes... Not including, though, the extra 10 minutes. I shit you not, it took me 10 minutes to figure out which of the three discs that just said film on it I was to put into the fucking Blu-ray drive. Well, you went on a real
0: unexpected journey of trying to find the fucking disc. The one disc to rule them all. (laughs) I literally
1: went there and I went back again. That's the situation that I was in there, so... I was very happy to crack it open, Mm. as they say. Finally, here we are, because we're at that perfect time. 40 episodes of Cinema Swill. That's 40 months, which includes three Star Wars prequels. And now it means we're back around to a banner figure of 10 episode number, which means we need a new big series.
0: Look, right, (laughs) we're back in the land of prequels to big famous trilogies. And... I think after the Hobbit, we've run out of those things.
1: But you know, I don't know, Sam. There's a whole bunch of other Star Wars movies out there. I don't know, Sam. There's a there's a certain uh, Clone Wars movie that's uh, out there as well. I don't mean to put a crimp in your day, but I will yeah. put plans in your calendar for a later date. Is all I'm saying. Well, I, I can't wait for episode fucking seventy. Of Cinema <laughs> swell, something like that.
0: <laughs> but, so you, you've you watched like I don't know 14 minutes more Hobbit than I have
1: you know what and I knew I knew because when I said yeah. to watch this I knew you'd already watched it and I, and I honestly thought there's literally no point I genuinely don't think it'll be an issue because yeah. I think when we did the first Lord of the Rings, we watched the regular version. The second one, we watched different versions. And the third one, you were forced to watch the long version. And it didn't really make much of a difference. So I think, honestly, me having watched the extra bit, I will see if we can find where Sam has missed out, if he has missed out, sure. uh, along this very, very long journey. Cool. Sam, had you seen The Hobbit before? No, no,
0: I haven't seen The Hobbit before. I'd not seen this before. Um, I, I... I Gen- genuinely feel tired <laughs> talking about this fucking thing. Oh, hey, I've got a little free chat question. What frame rate did you watch it at, mate? What frame rate did you watch it at?
1: Well, that's the thing I wanted to address first and foremost, yeah. is actually Yon Framer, because that was a contentious issue when this movie first came out. And mm-hmm. I was only reminded actually today, Joe was asking me when I saw it, if I'd seen the movie, and I was like, wait a minute, I actually think, I not only saw this in the cinema, At that awful wrong frame rate, you know, the Odeon down in Lincoln, not set up for Peter Jackson's Migraine 2000 picture. And also, I saw it in 3D because Ah. this came out... 10 years ago and if you remember the heady days of 2012 folks where you'd have to spend the extra 750 to get the 3d goggles to sit down and watch a movie that has no 3d effects bar one or two cheeses being thrown in an early scene but you can't take them off because if you do it's even worse somehow (laughs) and if you got two pairs of glasses well you're going home with two headaches here today pal so i'm happy to report i watched this 3d Blu-ray, which I found the regular Blu-ray is also in the box, which is nice of them to include. Very nice, yep. I watched it on my PS5, and you're thinking, yeah. Kevin, PS5, physical edition, yes, I want something very big, very ugly, very loud in my living room, you see. So that is why I got that. And I've had it on my TV, and my TV does have the old 4 k capabilities okay. of playing 4K. So for the first time ever, I saw this movie at the high frame rate on oh. a screen that could actually depict the high frame rate. It. It, yeah. And I'll tell you what, it was fucking gorgeous. Okay. It looked beautiful. Really did. And when I first saw that movie, folks, I was like Ian McKellen. I was on my hands and knees in tears, crying at all the CGI and how awful it all looked. And I swear to God, it looked so nice. Not perfect, ah. but really nice. Really nice.
0: See, I watched it a regular cinematic 24 frames per second on God's netflix i don't know why i call it god's netflix but god's the netflix, netflix. <laughs> all right there mr english it was god's netflix so god's netflix as i long god's to say if you intended i watched it at 24 frames per second and the effects looked
1: weird oh you watched it wrong no i watched it right i think how did you watch it right well you mean to watch it on the nice But people thought
0: the 48 frames per second was bad at the time. That was a controversial choice and a choice that most people didn't like.
1: I mean, first six months of having this TV, which we've had for a couple of years from before the pandemic, Mm. the first few months of watching stuff on it, when you have that special 4K whatever mode on, stuff did look a bit weird and a bit ugh. Like I remember watching like Blue Planet 2 or whatever on it and being like, oh, it looks a bit like warbly almost or strange. But I think my eyes have adjusted. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I can tell you folks I'd seen the movie before 10 years ago on a big screen it looked fucking hideous I watched it here today and I've got a long list of things I want to pull my trousers down about this movie (laughs) but how it looks is mostly not one of those things.
0: Ah, okay. Well, I've got some things to say about how it looks, and it'll be interesting to see where our notes differ on this.
1: Well, like, this is an example, when I was doing this, Joe, the intern, was doing audio editing, so she wasn't, like, watching the movie. She was just sat in the next chair. And she commented several times, going, she was like, oh, that's pretty, you know, just randomly pointing. Ah. And she's no fan of The Hobbit, let me tell you. So it was with an impartial observer who was not actually watching the movie, confirmed as being at least eye-catchingly pretty. But I should also preface this whole review by saying that this is the only movie I ever went to the cinema with my dad, who loves Lord of the Rings, and it was our special tradition, who turned to me after 20 minutes and said, this isn't very good, is it?
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember
1: you saying that. That didn't bode well. That no. didn't bode well getting down to watch this, let me tell you. Were you dreading it, Sam? Were you putting it off?
0: Uh, yeah, well, no. Mm.
1: And look... <laughs> <laughs> Uh uh, uh, oh! Yes or yes or no?
0: (laughs) It's a yes or no question. In terms of our scheduling, I had to watch it on a night where I'd just come home from a holiday. (sighs) Oh no, Sam! These were short haul flights, but you know we we had to be up very early for the first flight, and my sleep has never recovered since then. Oh no, Sam! So look, it's not like (laughs) it's not like I was necessarily dreading it, but it came at a time where like. We've just got home from a, a bit of a stressful journey, and now I've got to go on an unexpected journey. Which is stressful in its own right, isn't Which it? has its own stresses and concerns. Oh,
1: that sound, that's sad, because I just wanted you to experience some Lord of the Rings, but it sounds to me like you've experienced the dreaded, oft-quoted The Ringer. You know, <laughs> you've been put through said The Ringer. I would say I've been put through The Ringer by this
0: movie. It came along at a, a difficult time, maybe. Well not a difficult time but like you don't want to watch this when you've just come home from your holidays and this is the first thing
1: that you no, do is you, you watch get this back. on you watch this on the plane you yeah. watch this on the plane not yeah. after the plane.
0: Oh, just to be clear, I'd have had to fly there and back again and then there again to have watched this on the fucking plane because it's such a long film.
1: Oh, come on, you didn't even watch the extended version Sam. <laughs> um. Fairweather film. You're meant to be a representative of cinema, didn't you hear the latest? Come on now. One more thing. Is this a
0: controversial swill choice, would you say? because this is a big blockbuster movie
1: i cannot think of a movie franchise that seems to garner constant negativity and then apathy quite Mm. like this like i remember lord of the rings and i have to accept the fact that we're talking about a film series now here in the hobbit that came out when i was in my mid-20s as opposed to lord of the rings that came out when i was like between the ages of 12 and 16 which is like fucking happy nostalgic child cinema times but genuinely it felt like lord of the Rings penetrated every facet of pop culture for those four years. It was fucking everywhere. And then The Hobbit penetrated every facet of culture for 2012, and then was not a peep to be heard of it. While other movies kept coming out. I don't think it's controversial, nor do I think a lot of people will hear think it's controversial because it is critically maligned for the stylistic choices of the visuals and all that. For it meant to have been a Guillermo del Toro movie that then got taken over by Peter Jackson, who didn't even have any fucking storyboards. it's a real messy production and it won fuck all awards compared to Lord of the Rings which was an Oscar Galactus as we call in these circles the Lord of the Rings trilogy hoovered up various awards Return of the King got like fucking like a dozen Oscars or something crazy like that it got like titanic levels of Oscars which is maddening in many respects even though I love those movies but this is not controversial to include here despite the fact that I found out right this made the same amount of profit roughly as the Lord of the Rings trilogy Trilogy. Mm. Lord of the Rings trilogy made around three billion dollars in profit. This made around three billion dollars in profit. The trilogy of the Hobbit, and I, I don't understand how the fuck that is, and that makes me think that critics and the vibe of what we think is out on the ground means fucking dick yeah. all.
0: <laughs> From a business perspective, they performed the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah, we've said on Cinema Swirl in the past time that if it's a successful movie, it is a blockbuster and therefore mm. should be on there. But I think this falls into the same same weird cracks that the prequel trilogy of star wars did yeah there's enough of you who've lost enough hair and have given yourselves fucking all sorts of ailments being upset about this over the years and yeah. i'm one of you so it has to be on here for the sake of those people so we didn't feel like we wasted those years right right yes let's go kevin uh <laughs> i'm just gonna get straight into it i uh, sam's got his coat on he's in the car like <laughs> <laughs> And I'm and I'm checking around if anyone wants to go to the toilet, like you know, <laughs> beeping outside the fucking door.
0: <laughs> now I, I want to get into all the Guillermo del Toro, all that stuff. But I think we we're going to end up doing the other fucking Hobbit movie, so we can come back to that Oi! later. I think this is Peter yeah. Jackson doing more of this thing, splitting it into three long fucking films. Fine, seeing that magical. Olden writing it straight away, like, annoyed me and brought back painful memories of watching. Really? Lord. I was just like, oh, it just. It, uh, it's the opposite of the Star Wars scrolly text. And <laughs> then I'm just like, oh, oh. You know, where it's like Wingnut Pictures presents,
1: and it's so in that scribbly shit. So you're telling me you didn't get that Lord of the Rings feeling, you got your Lord of the Rings yeah. feeling. The, the kind of the, the personal, dirty feeling yeah. that you have reserved for this. Below franchise. Yeah. I'll tell you what, the first thing I wrote down my notes when that music kicked up was I should fucking like this. I should like this. And I only discovered through podcasting with you how much I gave a damn about the Lord of the Rings movies yeah. and how important they apparently were to me. And the fact that I never enjoyed these movies and I've had them sit. I sat through non-stop lockdown in Manchester. We never came out of lockdown. Ever. We didn't come out of lockdown until we ended restrictions or whatever with the rest of people. So I had a lot of opportunity to watch these and I never even with all my lord of the rings fandom nah i played shadow of mordor i played shadow of middle earth one and two mm. i didn't want to do that but i did it more <laughs> so than watching this movie that i already had boss. and it, look, it's got all your favorite characters in it in it right
0: old man bilbo like proper, yeah you know colin cum bilbo
1: he's there this is a weird one because he is meant to be old bilbo but yeah. he's been playing by the lad who played old Bilbo in the original movies. So, so this, to- <laughs> this this man who is actually in real life been aged up by the, the really good makeup of time. Yeah. He has got to be de-aged so he looks slightly less old, but still older than the guy you're going to see later. And you know what? They didn't pay this man enough, obviously, because <laughs> I've never seen a more bitter fucking performance in my life than this lad here. Jesus Christ. All right, get yeah, you're not a young man anymore. You're not Martin Freeman. Get over it your time has passed i genuinely was
0: struggling to do the maths in my head of whether he's been aged up or aged down or how much makeup was added or removed or whatever but old man bilbo right he's for some reason he's looking at the little drawing that dawn did of tim from the office at the end of the (laughs) office christmas special he's got the little doodle that made her go back (laughs) spoiler alert they made it go back to the Shire, yeah. Yeah, but it's all old looking and stained with tea. He's he's looking at that. He's looking at the little picture of Tim from the office. <laughs> and he's it, like, oh, it's time for Frodo to find out what really happened back in the old Hobbit days when I, the Hobbit, did Hobbit.
1: You know you're in for a good old time where you start off with an old man in a book and he goes, long ago. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yeah! Here we go. So there was a, da- there was a place called Dale. Yeah, right? Dale. Vine and Vale out there in Dale. And... There was a great dwarf king who lived near here, the great Erebor. And the dwarves have got a fabulous setup here in the mountain. They've got all nice crusty jewels on gold. But it's kind of implied that dwarves are greedy and have avarice for the precious stones of the earth.
0: Right. Um, There's a guy called Thror. T-H-R-O-R. uh, Which feels like a typo. Thror. And then there's the dwarves ark and stone there's the heart of the ma- there's a stone heart of the mountain stone the stone yeah. is the in ark the mountain stone. ark and stone and they got obsessed with the gold they wanted all the gold they loved the gold
1: and there is a scene literally where he's just sat around by all this gold and Bilbo's like ain't going and he went all sorts of all, he's all fucked in the head now because he <laughs> loves gold and just him walking around going like ooh He's uh, just kind of gold. jigging about like you know just yeah. honestly <laughs> the, the most simple terms he's doing his stuff while there's a load of gold around him and and I'll tell you what, there's one person who doesn't want to yield to that Arkenstone. Thandil, am I right? I mean, once <laughs> Thandil got eyes on that, it was a whole other story. Am I, am I right, Sam? It's a real
0: Thandil or no deal situation. Um, I wrote down in my notes, <laughs> I've just spotted this, that I forgot that I wrote. Um, during this whole backstory bit, like flashback to the past, I've written, just ask Kevin to explain all this shite to me. Hey! <laughs> <That's what I'm...
1: laughs>
0: I've got enough on my place.
1: Right, but... A dragon Explaining things
0: A dragon comes to town To the gold The co- town full of gold
1: And it's great because if For eagle-eyed and eared viewers Of Lord of the Rings Yeah One of the dwarfs is told To sound the alarm With this uh, this bit of uh, quotation here Balin Sound the alarm And I know what you're thinking Balin Of Balin's tomb of fame the, the site of the fated encounter With the cave troll When the fellowship were, were nearly broken in the minds of Moria. Mm. The one and the same, Sam. The one and the same. Right. The one and the same. The one same. and the same. Something
0: about... Oh, also, dragons love gold, which feels like the whole thing where, like, Catwoman didn't do things that cats love, but the writers thought... You know, cats love st- stealing stuff or playing basketball. This is like, dragons love gold. No, they don't. Yeah, but dragons love Sam, gold. look... You, you have
1: to realise, right, You we, dragons, we were able gold. to make those references on Catwoman because you were dealing with a former feline friend's cat welfare scholar. We yeah. have the clout to do that. We don't know dick all about dragons. We can't no. say all with right. authority that they have never seen a dragon. Gold. Now, I think a dragon, much like a cat, would like a motorcycle, though. I think that would be yes. definitely... Because yeah, yeah. Smroog looks like he's <laughs> got his eyes... On the prize, he wants that big old stone. I don't know about you, but
0: something about, you know, a dragon flying around burning down a city just gave me sad yeah. sort of Game of Thrones last season flashbacks where I'm like, oh, oh." It just brought, you know, and that's not the fault of The Hobbit which came out before that stuff happened but it really brought me back to that real sense of disappointment early on in the film. A little Uh, reminder. Sam, I'm kind of
1: glad that you did mention that there because many of us in the hardcore community, we kind of feel like the Hobbit trilogy, that walked so the final season of Game of Thrones could run in terms of really annoying people and arcing a sensitive fan base. So, you know, it is... Honestly, good that you saw that connection there, you know. Uh, the, the elves, they don't yeah. want to help. They don't and help. the best thing about it is that Bilbo is like, and no one knows why. But the great thing is that the actor who's playing Bilbo doesn't give a shit. So he reads this literally like he is a sat-nav telling you <laughs> how to get to Dorchester. <laughs>
0: Right, he's so bad at this. He is bad at this. Can I ask you something? This flashback scene with the elves not helping and the backdrops and stuff—that didn't yeah. look hazy and green screeny as fuck to you. It looked nice. I mean, it looked it looked bright. It looked very yeah. bright. It didn't look kind of weird and blurry and hazy and strange. not blurry
1: and no, not blurry and hazy. It was crystal clear. No, honestly, it, what ah. this what it looked like is you know, <laughs> this is what happens when I get all excited. I was like, Sam, remember I was Giliath? Yeah. Yeah. Right, no. What Oz was it? The Witch King of... of oh, it reminded me of the bit in... You're making reminded, some of these up. Oh, no! Like, Oz <laughs> It reminded me of the City of Men. It reminded me of the White City of Gondor. Right. It had a little bit of that. It felt very Lord of the Rings. It felt very bright. It felt very okay. crisp. It was nice. It was. It was very, very nice. I liked it. I did like ah. it. See, I watched uh, this in
0: just HD, On Netflix at 24 frames per second, and it looked... I can't explain this better than cgi and green-screen-y and fake-looking. I know it's a fantasy thing and it's not real, but it looks especially like this is filmed in front of green screens
1: and it's not a real place. Well, I mean, I 100% agree with you that that's definitely your experience because mm. obviously it can look like that. Because if I cast my mind back a few years when I saw this originally, yeah, it yeah. looked like shit. I remember looking hazy and blurry. yeah, And I remember all the CG stuff looking egregiously fake. But right. so far... At this point, I was a. like, no, I wasn't blown away by its beauty or anything. But no, but I, not distracted
0: didn't. by its falseness. No,
1: I was absolutely eyes on the prize looking at old Bilbo's poor performance. <laughs> I was able to focus on that. <laughs> you, yeah. That was fucking hazy there, yeah?
0: There were no technical limitations that could distract you from the performance limitations of Bilbo here.
1: When he was in the booth, the editor should have been like, can you try a higher definition voice, maybe, you know, fucking up the ante a little bit, please, if you don't mind.
0: So the dwarves, they lost their homeland. So they now just have, they just wander around and they don't have anywhere to Refuge be. So dwarves. There we sad go. Sad
1: story. Very sad story. Right. And what is very apparent about this is that somewhere buried in this very, very long series of movies they're mm. all very very long there is like a i don't know fucking pamphlet of the original book that, or if you, want, you know the hobbit is a book that was so short that it was the book that bold boys were given in school when i was in secondary school it's like go read this it's like a hundred pages long it rhymes what's a bold boy got hobbits in it like go read that
0: what's bold a bold boy? boy bold boy bold naughty boy bold. oh okay oh Bound. okay right Bound right yeah. child okay.
1: Sam. you send him over there He's being rude over in the corner reading naughty books. You sit down there and you read The Hobbit, learn about literature. And not very often he reminds of the fact that this is meant to be The Hobbit, that book that you all probably read at some point, or your parents read to you enthusiastically at some point. But he has his little bits in here where it's like, A hobbit hole which is full of growls and oozy smells and dumb ship bells. And when he gets into his silly rhymes, Mm. it really took me out of things. And uh, I found it hard to find The Hobbit hole charming at this after I had also found out that this set had been previously taken down so that Peter Jackson could use it as a guest house. And then they had to return the set and update it for making The Hobbit movies. It's one of the many contentious elements of Peter Jackson's (laughs) relationship at New Line Cinema, who he did sue and swore he would never film this movie for them, but... Time makes films of us all.
0: And <laughs> a, a real unexpected journey. <laughs> the thing that took me out of it a little bit was Frodo coming in oh. with, with his fucking youthful, smooth face tune filter that he's got going on to age him down. Because old... Uh, what's his face? What's the guy? Elijah. Elijah, Elijah Woods. Wood. Elijah Woods. He's older now, so he had to be young.
1: <laughs> Aged <laughs> he down. Had to
0: be young. young. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're going to have to be young for this role, Elijah. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah, you're going to have to be. Right. Bilbo's had... There's some party for Bilbo. Do you you know what this is in relation to? Have you connected the dots? What is it? This is right before his... Party in Fellowship of the Ring
0: is 111. Oh, oh right, we, that's the that's the party that we and that's right.
1: why we get the extended. Uh, did you get this in your cut? Because there's like literally a five-minute spiel about the Sackville Bagginses. One of them hit all my spoons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's he is
0: a bit of that. So wooden here. I, I, I really, I skipped over that
1: mentally. I just, like know, you know, thought, you know what is it is. Not relevant to the story. You know what it is. He was probably there with his age and being like, "No, I can do a Peter. I can do the three movies. I've still got it in me. I'm a young man. I can still do it." And like, "No, you can't." And it was such was the aggressiveness of him wanting to do it. They're like, you know what? We'll put you in the movie, and then everyone can see why we made the decision that we did. Yeah. You won't figure it out. Maybe the entire cinematic universe will figure it out, and then maybe you will afterwards. That you're not cut out for it anymore. Why is he so bad? It's being Bill You're turning Bilbo. You put some spoons in your pockets. Give it a bit of oomph. He's fucking monotone. I don't want you to tell me what happens in the other two
0: films, but I got worried that this whole old Bilbo telling the story was going to be used as a framing device for he's the other ones back, as well. And like... he's going to come back and do more. I don't want. I don't want to know whether that happens or not. But it makes me scared what's nice as well about these scenes
1: is that because yeah. when it is bilbo still technically has the ring at any moment here conceivably he mm. could go
0: yeah! Yeah, you know? and yeah, so yeah. yeah
1: i was kind of on my edge of my feet the whole time i thought the older bilbo doing that would have been fucking horrifying <laughs> i would have shit a brick if he <laughs> <"Yeah!">
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he blows a little ring with his pipe and then that fades into uh, the he takes Which, a
1: big old drag out of his massive doink pipe that he's got on the go there.
0: And it it's a shame that we're watching The Hobbit and not Lord of the Smoke Rings. Thank, hello? Thank you. There
1: we go. Is This this is on? Is that, is that like a tobacco parody of, of Lord of the Rings I, that you have in mind or something like lo, that? Or are you just, because, you're no, just trying to have a he, bit of fun, were
0: you? He blew, he, blew he blew a smoke ring. ring. And we're, but we're watching The Hobbit rather than Lord of the S- Smoke Rings because it
1: oh, was, was a thinking, ring. I was thinking like... Well, whoa, I, I know that Warner Bros like their big crossovers. Mm. I don't think we we're ready for Mysterions and Hobbiton just yet. Okay. Ca- Captain Scarlet will have to get up in the house. You know, I'm pretty sure that was one of the subplots of the new Space Jam movie. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure. <laughs> Gandalf. I don't remember
0: Gandalf being as much of a petty knobhead as he is in this first scene of Gandalf. <laughs>
1: You know what the problem is here with El Gandalf? Is that it's like, you know, 10 years after the original Lord of the Rings, yeah. and Ian McKellen has gotten as old as Gandalf was meant to be in the first movie. But he's putting an extra 20% of holes, yeah. And as a result, he sounds fucking knackered in this movie. He sounds oh, knackered. He looks... A li- little fucking hobbit prick. I knew your mother, Benadonna, took she was a piece of fucking shit like you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's off, isn't he? Oh fucking drunk firework salesman! Get out of here. He looks kind of weird in this. He
0: looks a bit weird. He's a bit, a bit like a kind of. He's got a sort of turnip appearance to him.
1: He looks like he's hit the bottle. It Looks like Gandalf has got. Yeah. Like, you know when people have like are drinking heavy. And they have, like, the face that goes kind of, like, red or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. He looks like he's got that flush face. He's got, like, rosacea or whatever it is going on there. It is nice to see Gandalf back. I will say yeah, there's something yeah, yeah. calming about Gandalf there. We well, just our first look at Martin Freeman here as title character Tim Baggins. <laughs> the, uh, the, the famous Office Hobbit crossover. Now, look. Yeah, he's one of them lads who just does the same. L, isn't he? He just gives yeah. you—he gives you Martin Freeman, which, you know by, which shame. I mean, he gives you a bit of Tim, which is basically yeah. the same thing. It is uncannily suitable for the Hobbit and for this world. He has got a kind of actually, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, yes. I'm actually going to complain, but um. <laughs> I can't do it because I'm uh, British and I have to ask my Irish friend Kevin to do it, said every uh, person I know in this country ever. So that he's got that quality about him, mm. you know? And I feel it, he's not out of place here, even though there's a few moments he gives us the Tim face and it's a bit on the nose.
0: The whole time I was hoping for a wry look to camera and we never quite got one. He comes close. He does yeah, a, few sard- a
1: few A few sardonic looks to the camera, ah, but they're not, they're not well, wry.
0: They're never quite to camera, you
1: know, they're which fancy. is a real shame. Glancing in that direction,
0: you get the looks. You get the looks, but he's not. He's not doing it a camera, which is a, a real shame. And it's but it's very brave of him to not rely on that because well, I he couldn't so
1: easily do um, you didn't watch it at a high enough frame rate, so you couldn't actually? <laughs> yeah, I, missed, I missed like the one yeah. frame where he quickly does it. Yeah, no, no. The extra nineteen minutes in my version is all of him just going. <laughs> <"Ugh>, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's asked say hey, you want to go yeah. on an adventure and he's like adventure nah I'm alright thanks and you know I'm sympathising with the man here the, the the homebody hobbit I'm a homebody myself and I, and I appreciate that but an adventure you know I never say Ooh. no to an adventure you say no to an adventure Sam you, you'll never see Les life. He's he's offered an adventure by Gandalf who, again, is very
0: rude about the nature of saying good morning. He's like, oh, are you, wi- are you wishing me a good morning? Are you saying that the
1: morning is good? And he's just been a dick. He's, he's pretty a fucking much a diff- dickhead. He's starting, isn't he? Yeah, he's starting. He's saying, good morning, you are what? What's so fucking good about it, mate? Yeah, what? Yeah. yeah? Speak, up, you're t- you speak up, little hobbit. If some petty fireworks salesman was <laughs> saying
0: that shit to me, I wouldn't take it. But then his solution, Gandalf, is to just send a bunch of dwarves round.
1: Yeah, and he does this by putting an ancient rune on his front door. And I right. would call the police at that point. If like, you yeah. see someone writing ancient runes and they're going to curse you, you don't know what type of magic that is. That's a you public nuisance offence,
0: that is. That's antisocial behaviour and it's not on. And I don't think those fireworks are being sold legally
1: i don't think so i think the shire much like ireland has actually outlawed fireworks for mm. safety and it's all just neer do tucks and sackville bagginses and all wanton wizards coming in and spoiling everyone's otherwise peaceful time oh come on we got dwarves though Dwallin's in the house which yeah. means Balin, he's back baby Woo! All right, I can't fake that I didn't find this to be the most stressful thing ever. The idea of people showing up to my house oh. and going into, I have a little pantry. When a guy, yeah. when, I have a little, just, I say a pantry, under the stairs, I had someone put in offcuts and, of wood and I've got little shelves. So I could
0: <laughs> put <them>, a <laughs> little tins. of
1: meat. <laughs> I've got some meat I, <laughs> I just have a Patrick like, well someone put some meat under my put stairs put <laughs> some meat under my stairs and I eat it in there it's nice it's it's quite cool you can eat yeah. it in there it's fine but mm. just seeing these dwarves come in and eat the man's his goods it was not nice well then. okay
0: here's the thing all these dwarves are here and they've got fucking rhyming names they're all boisterous Billy fine. in
1: the house in the Killian house Millie and Vanilli it's all my, my fucking my favourite dwarf James Nesbitt himself <laughs> I've got cold feet He's here and he's bringing all the energy yep. of a season three Cold Feet. It's not the kind of later seasons where he kind of brought the extra depth. After spoiler alert for Cold Feet, she dies. She dies. Yes,
0: she's changing the thing and
1: um, he, he he goes.
0: <laughs> I tell you, he's gone from Cold Feet to bit to Big Feet. He's a dwarf in this. He's not a Hobbit, but he's in the Hobbit, and Hobbits have.
1: Oh, Nardic I thought you were space. trying to imply that James Nesbitt had big shoes to fill or something no, like that. You didn't no. think he was up to the job. like. And that's the thing, though, when you are taking on the role of a hobbit, you know, as Martin Freeman is, yeah. you are invariably going to have big shoes to fill, whether or not the performance was added. <laughs> because that's part of the costume. Yeah, in Martin Freeman's case, case <laughs> in point, the narrator, he didn't have particularly f- figurative big shoes to fill, but literally... Yeah, they're still fucking massive yolks in though.
0: the costume department and they had to be filled somehow it's nice of James Nesbitt to take a break between gritty ITV dramas to come in and film this that's quite nice
1: now, I want to see a gritty ITV drama where he's dressed up like this doing the same voice doing a fucking press conference about bloody Sunday <laughs> you know the the, the the long inquiry into it or whatever and he's there with his silly hat and he's like, what they are basically all clowns yeah which they're all silly this scene does go on quite a bit here now when they're all coming in, throwing bits and bobs. And I was reckoning after I'd figured out, oh yeah, this is a 3D movie, that this is one of these scenes where that was there to show off the 3D. Like, oh, there's a plate. Oh, cheese. Oh, a, a different yeah. plate. yeah, oh, you know? Yeah. And you know what? All I have to say at the end of it is just fuck this Charlie Chaplin shite. Oh. Fucking, what? Come wait, on, it's crap. Wait, it's my, fam- Come- my family name. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is a probably beloved uncle that I've besmirched. <laughs> There is some relation.
0: There's not. Look, there are funny bits in this, okay? But it is very... It is it is proper Charlie Chaplin, Laurel and Hardy shy. And both of those are good in their own way. But you know you know what I'm saying. One of them calls him Mr. Boggins. Very hey. funny. I love that. That's great. One of them sounds like Alan Bennett. Like, oh, Mr. Gandalf, sir. Some fruit tea. Like, mother used to it. I'm like, why? why does he sound like that? That's great. <laughs> fine. Another thing...
1: Right? Why's Bilbo got so much fucking food? He's got loads of food. He's He's got loads of food. Yeah, I mean, I do the stock up shop now once every six months. I'll go in, I'll load up on tins and tins yeah. and canned goods and all that and I'll get a big bag of rice and I won't want anyone coming in and eating that let me tell you but some of that was stuff that will go off and I think they're actually doing yeah, why a favour so there. many chickens there mate what the fuck yeah, are you doing what's, are you making, what's happening what's going on there I don't know yeah. feels like some of these dwarves are going to get botulism as well because it didn't <laughs> seem like it was very well refrigerated uh, <laughs> this bit here I do like though when after this this chaotic scene that does go on I think we're like 25 fucking minutes of this yeah. throwing shite <laughs> then they sing a misanthropic song. Well, <laughs> I put my hand on her knee. No, oh, it's about a mountain or something like that, I think. Yeah, it's the right. Misty Mountain song. Is this a fucking musical?
0: Because ooh, with the ooh, with the dwarves ooh, here ooh, in the house um having ooh, done big shits in the toilet and thrown plates around all this, they sing, they sing a song being like, We're throwing your fucking plates around. Hey, what's going on? And Rips. then they also do a, a sort of sad song later. Yes. Yes. And I was deeply scared that this was a musical and that that was actually part of it.
1: Look down, chaplain, you're standing in your grave. It's not it's not like <laughs> they are
0: just some lads Sitting around singing a song that they all know. That first song is the musical tradition of breaking into a song that everyone knows the words to, but it's about what's literally happening right now, so they can't have prepared it in advance. It that's a musical, musical song.
1: You're worried we're going straight into some more <sighs> some more musical times. You thought well, I yeah. do a whammy I' I've given you a musical and a Lord of the Rings thing in one fell swoop. Especially saying this is around the time that they
0: introduced like the sexy dwarf. Thorin Oakenshield, who comes in, and I'm like, oh, okay. There's a handsome one who's going to be the love interest. I get that. That's fine. The big dog is in the house is basically what we're saying. When Thorin Oakenshield shows up, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff where they're saying they're going on this quest, right? Kill a dragon, take back the homeland. We've got a magic key for a big mountain. Gandalf got it from his someone's dad, gave it to the thing. If there is a key, then there must be a door, says someone, which is a terrible. How line do you know the
1: key is not for the mountain? Like that's you know big. Big key Start it that up. Then.
0: Yeah. Give um, it
1: more gas. And Bilbo,
0: his role in this fucking Oceans 14 that they've got going on.
1: It, it's, got that, it, it, it's got that vibe to it, isn't it? No, his, his role, he's going to be the burger. He's going to be the man <laughs> that goes in there. And he's going to be the special little surprise no one's going to see coming.
0: Yes, he's a cheeky little slider at the end of the uh, taster menu here. He's not happy about it. He wants nothing to do with it. And when they're all like, he's shit, mate. We don't want him. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Evil
1: be- like, oh. Baggins, don't be fucking around with it. He, he busts out the evil voice for no reason. You don't do that. We're having a nice dinner and he's fucking busting that out. You want that in a night
0: out? <laughs> and he, he won't sign the contract he won't sign the t's and c's ah peer pressure though come on sign the contract come on mate it, it feels like danny dives the wall when there's any discussion about whether or not someone has signed the contract
1: they should have presented it to him in a tube the contract because <laughs> then he could when he shows up later on he could have like opened it up and show that he's, he's he's torn it all up or whatever it is look if i was bilbo i'd want to stay in the
0: hobbit hole because the shire it's like fucking center parks it's lovely
1: yeah, it is. I, nice. I'm
0: not going to a fucking mountain. I'm not a burger. I'm yeah, not doing Yeah, but it. they've
1: eaten all of his provisions now. So sometimes when <laughs> there's no food left, you have to become a burger. Like That is literally the only option that's left on the table. Well, that's the thing that happened. He wakes up and he's like, I've not got anything in. I may as well go with these lads. And I've heard of Bilbo Baggins, but uh, check out Bill Go Baggins over here. And this was the moment where I was like, this is fucking, like I was astounded. I was like, this is beautiful. When he yeah. runs through the field and the fucking sun is rising up and he fucking knocks over three allotments. Yeah. And the sun was rising where i was and it was coming through the window and i was like jesus fucking christ this is straight up beautiful and i actually got excited even though that scene that came before and it was the thing i hated the most about the movie the first time i saw it and i hated it even more this time i saw it because not even the chat of dwarven politics could get me interested but this was like pretty as hell this whole like woodland bit and i think i wrote down like 10 times in my notes jesus new zealand is pretty which i'm yes. surprised by because when i came out of the first movie the first time i saw the movie the word pretty did not leave my lips other than saying it was
0: pretty bad <laughs> i think this bit looked nice because it i think it was a real set and real place i think so yes so it, it, that looked nice his little i've got a golden ticket moment where he's
1: running around like,
0: oh, i've signed the contract i'm going on an adventure Whee! and loads of you know.
1: the hobbits are actually hobbits who are in the original movie like the gardener who goes <laughs> they're there yeah and then the nosy ones who are like yeah they're there as well. You know They're the all ones. There. All the little and noisy hobbits. You know, the, 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 the dirty one with the shit all over his... <laughs> <laughs> the
0: shitty hobbit's there as well. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he's had a change of heart and you can tell because there's some I've <laughs> had a change of heart music.
1: Oh dear. Excuse me. I, I lost myself there. That's my all world. right. I was going to say the little one with the shit all over his trousers. He's there as well. <laughs> you know that one. He's, he's your favorite. He's there. Bilbo's all
0: excited about the adventure now. He's remembered his young self and how excited oh, he was to run around. Horse. he's on a little horse. He gets a little Does pony to know?
1: ride. Oh no, Julukus. Yeah. Uh. There he is now. Oh, bless. I like that. That was funny. He was on a little horse. And when you got a bunch of bloody blokes on it. Yeah. A- big old camp away. What's the first thing you do is you tell scary stories you find the youngest and most innocent and scare the daylights and they're like, Pilbo, did you know that there are packs of night killers who slit the throats of their prey in the night and the charges don't even scream it's so quick and violent. <laughs> hey! Yeah. Ah, oh, we done you there, mate. You did, oh, did you see that? Like, talk about dwarves behaving badly, having the raz with the lads.
0: He's already sitting there wishing he'd torn up that contract. <laughs> He's just, oh, for the fuck's sake, guys! I... hey, I've got a pitch for you at this point. I thought this film should be called Bilbo Begins. Bilbo oh, be- Begins. Bilbo be- Begins. Uh, so I was thinking at this point, nowhere in this film looks like a real place, really. It's all—it's good CGI, but it looks artificial, was what I was saying. And you, I know you haven't had this experience.
1: No, I've not. But I had had that experience 10 years yeah. ago, yes.
0: Yeah. We get another flashback to another epic battle from the past.
1: AKA, it's half an hour in, so where's my bloody battle scene already? Give it to me. Here's some orcs led by azog 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 the pale sam i don't know if you could tell that this was an original character created for the movie right yeah And i think it was really well fleshed out he had a lot of different kind of elements to him he was yep. an orc he was pale and he was big and also an awful lad absolutely well, awful
0: his little tagline was that he's azog the Defiler. But in my notes, that autocorrected to Azog the Defender, which gives a real footy
1: vibe. <laughs> Azog the Defender! Brick wall! Uh, I'll tell you what, the thing that disappointed me the most about this and tasted yeah. like bitter acid in my mouth was the fact that the orcs used black speech and not traditional British accents. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want yeah. to hear the tongue of Mordor. I wanted to hear fucking cockney oh, geezers. I don't like
0: these bloody
1: these There's a fair amount of fucking chat going on here now. There's a lot like we're into a flashback that then spins off into another flashback where we start now yeah. talking about the other wizards. So like this isn't as much a movie as it is a long car journey with conversation yeah. that I'm quite interested in, but I think you are getting a bit hot and seasick well, in the back now at this point. <sighs>
0: It's just kind of reminded me a little bit of, of Mice and Men because there's a bit where it, it, it's like, and there were blue wizards and brown wizards and you could pet all the wizards. You can have as many wizards as you want. And I'm just like, okay, great. There's loads of wizards.
1: Well, you didn't like Lamb Rogan Josh the Brown, the wizard, <laughs> who He was a great character, wasn't he? All covered in bird shit all over him, all going in his fucking eye in his corner of his mouth and licking it off all crusty, he's fucking minging. He's got a real geek pie haircut. Yeah. Oh, this just goes around poking ooze and slime and pulling out fucking gacking. Oh, this was awful, Sam. This was horrible. He's a kind of CITV <laughs> character. Here. He's a you know, oh, gunge, now. you know? I would have killed for a gunge. I'm a slime ooze and gunge enthusiast. But mm. this man here was just fucking, he was just just naked. Just fucking minging. Like, you know, like someone goes, gunge. And you think, what, like get your own back. No, like when you clear out your guttering after a particularly troubling winter season, that's what we mean. And like bingack. You know, like you know, the bottom of a bin.
0: Like he Ah, he just just probably smells like that. There's
1: this like dying hedgehog, and he's running around having a fucking panic attack. And I literally, I was chill up until this point. I was having a good time. This bit was fucking distressing. Like I felt like I'd left an oven on or something. I had to run to another house and stop. It was just like not fun watching a hedgehog be like, and he's like. Ah, hedgehog is dying like, mate, he's a woodland mammal. They die by the thousands. Every second, millions of them die. Die and die again. So this is Radagast, the brown. I think, is he trying to revive the hedgehog with, like,
0: evil witchcraft?
1: I think so. Or, or the hedgehog has been afflicted by evil right, magic and he's, he's trying to summon it out yeah. It's all that evil dark stuff. But you know what? I'll say it right now, Sam. Yeah. Those wizards are publicly elected officials who hold, in my regard, a high office and a duty to those that elected them. And you should be out there doing what we pay you for. Getting them fucking giant spiders off the streets. Not fucking around with a hedgehog yeah. while you're covered in birdship. Have a fucking wash and go out and see this giant spider. That's a more pressing matter. You're a wizard. I was very
0: happy actually to see not much giant spiddly diddly in this film. I was worried oh, when that they were one. They awful, weren't they? When that one, they, they scuttled away. I thought, fuck, those cunts will be back in this film.
1: And I was very glad to see that they weren't. They seemed very clickety and clockety. And also, uh, from the bits we saw of their legs, they seemed to be turgid. Yeah, in oh, that they were full of juice. Full squidgy
0: squidgy bastards a spin-off of fizzy bastards (laughs) I didn't like them they were bad but look he rides a sleigh that's led
1: by rabbits he's trying too hard that's fun for the kids isn't it he's covered in bird shit you see this guy coming on his sleigh full of rabbits he's all got rabies no doubt fucking Jesus Is this lad the Jar Jar Binks of The Hobbit? I guess. Yeah. I mean, what what he is, is he's one of many characters who's kind of brought in from extended readings and texts and essays and the similarian and appendices that Tolkien had added to over the years. And there's other wizards. And it's like, oh, let's show this wizard. And, you know, he's there to serve a purpose. But the thing is, when he's meant to be the comedic figure, but you're dealing with giant spidly diddlies and like really stressful music and he looks fucking horrendous.
0: Yeah, he looks bad.
1: He's not a fun character. I can fucking taste him when I see him. Like, he's, ugh. Yeah.
0: I can smell ugh. him. I can definitely smell him. He smells damp, doesn't
1: he? Our main
0: sexy dwarf Thorin and Gandalf, they're having an argument because Gandalf wants to bring in the elves to help so out. Do you
1: want to go to the elves? He's like, no, don't you remember the bit from earlier in the movie? Yeah. They they, hate them for They for betrayed
0: reasons. my father. So it's a fat no from him. Gandalf,
1: again, a petty bastard in this film. Very storms,
0: petty. He storms off. He storms
1: off That's not my that no, That's not my Gandalf What's, Where's he going? Is he off smoking pipe weed? What's his <laughs> You know He's weird He's on edge Something about this lad But look I'll tell you what We've got bigger problems On our hands Because mm. someone's Eating the horses There's a horse meat scandal There's And I'll tell you Sam In 2012 we We're all shut up Whey! Yeah. Oh, here we it's go again <laughs> it's, it, Here we go <laughs> You're not the only one who's dealing with the horse meat issue there I was mm. so nostalgic for the horse meat scandal Say, Remember when that, that was a scandal, a proper good scandal oh, It was a good scandal Proper British scandal, isn't it? That was a fun scandal It was fun, it was And I love yeah. that some people saw it as a horrible thing Because there was lots of horrible elements to it but there were those of us who could see the fun where they'd be like, this is John. And we're putting a bit on him at the top of the hour on the BBC News now. This is John. He eats eight Finder's lasagnas a day. <laughs> he's eaten like a whole brace of ponies at this race. He's, you know, And he's like, and I'm honestly, I'm sick of it because I thought all the time I was eating these the is that I was not eating quite as much horse as that, like it's ridiculous, you know? Ah, oh, good times. Good, good times. Good times. Here's my fun horse feed scandal joke. My grandmother, no longer with us. I'm sure I've told this story before. Was once on holiday with my parents and they were presented meat of a dubious nature and my grandmother started eating it up like a good Irish woman and she says, what's wrong with you? There's good food on the table. The meat is nice. Why aren't you eating it? And someone whispered to her, I believe it's horse, madam. And she went, Ugh! <laughs> And what's great is, I don't know if you at home have the image of an Irish grandmother fucking elbows on the table, properly getting in, eating that good quality Mm. meat before it goes, and then to go from that level of intensity to throwing up. uh, Great stuff. Rest in peace, granny. Fucking miss you, man. Jesus, great stuff. And Sam, who would have figured it out? It's the same people who at the horse first go round <laughs> the British no, no good British trolls eating yeah. horses Om, nom 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 they've turned on all the lasagnas and now they've turned to the hoofed animals nearby these is fresh nags nom, nom 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 I love these horses I like this bit a lot because they're all very British and there's yes. a little bit of a grotesque comedy to everything that they do there's snot there is them scratching their arsehole they have got what appear to be very smelly rags fashioned into clothes of
0: some sort. There's a bit where Tim from the office is trying to steal a knife from a troll's ass thing, his little ass rag. Were you wearing. expecting
1: a fart there? Because
0: I was well, really, I was like, oh! His head's right next to his ass. The troll does a little scratch, and then Tim does a little. He he he's so close to looking right in the camera. He wants to be like, oh, hmm you know, a kind Gareth, of real... Not again, you know, the, the, the classic catchphrase. But there's no guff. There's no. He doesn't get a fart in the face. And I thought this film wouldn't be above that, but it apparently is above that. Right, in terms of CGI looking stupid, when he gets picked up by the troll and the troll tries to blow its nose...
1: Oh, it was a bit there, wasn't he? He became that the 360 shit. model, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, looks yeah. fucking crap. But
0: this was, a, this was like a fun little scene and the, the dwarves kind of come to the rescue.
1: They threaten Bilbo, so they lay their arms down and they're all yeah. going to be eaten. And there's something very pure and cartoony about 14 people all in little sacks being like, no, Ooh. don't... Don't slowly cook us on a giant cartoon spit like Bugs Bunny. It really feels cartoony, doesn't it? But like this for me, this was like the, the most joyous bit in the movie. And like when I thought that they were going to do The Hobbit, I thought we would get more of this. More of the kind of fucking parochial, you know, Three Stooges act with the big trolls and kind of silly. Because it's a, like The Hobbit's a kid's book. And yeah. like what i ever reading about like Guillermo del Toro's like original vision for this and all that. And he's like, I spent a year just watching World War One documentaries and being given artifacts from world war one from peter jackson who's a collector right of memorabilia from that time I'm like mate stop watching about yeah. the great war just fucking that doesn't sound fun <laughs> like they're trying to make him into a pie they say they're going to squish him into jelly like you know what I'm, that's the kind of level we're at here you know less of the fucking bleak nature of humanity and more of trolls scratching their bums yeah we want
0: tim from the office Stalling for time by arguing that you should cook these guys differently or use different seasoning.
1: That was great, and the bit where he's like, "Oh, you do want them that they've got parasites," and the dwarves are all stupid. They're like, don't say that. Uh. Like, Come on, guys! And he goes, "I've got huge parasites and cold feet as well," and that that means they're like, "Oh, I don't want to eat him." Those fucking ice cold feet. Uh. The description of that is, "I've got
0: worms in my tubes." Is that? I mean, that's <laughs> that's funny.
1: Do you notice that the dwarves like? other than Thorin and Balin, I guess, 90% of the dwarves say, fuck all. There's all these weird looking fucking dudes in the background it's like what's he? the big fucking round one what's his fucking story the weird lad who's got a slingshot for some reason here dennis the menace come over here what yeah why who are you what's the fucking story i, I would wish like even with the extended movie and it would be three hours long plus i was sitting there going like i know nothing about any of these lads and i feel look, like they all look silly and i feel that most of them will sound silly so give me a bit of da bop you know it's much like lost right
0: where there's obviously loads of of survivors from the crash and you see them as extras in the background but there's clearly a main cast that we've got and they get all of the big stories how here how did ones,
1: thorin oak and get his tattoo i don't know <laughs> he took a gap year i think let's do a whole
0: episode i'm hoping that the defamation of smeg or whatever the next one is is gonna have like a kind of nicky and paolo story in it <laughs> <For> where
1: <sake. laughs> i hate that i know that as well like Oh, geez, the Lost Forum was lit after that episode. Oh. We all thought it was very clever indeed. Look,
0: <laughs> right. I like that about Lost that that third season, look, little Lost aside from me, okay? That third season was in production while it was still on air. So those episodes had aired, they saw that people didn't like these new characters and they had time within the same season to write them out and write an episode where they got killed off.
1: You don't get that now. It's already done. It's That's already it. taken care of. That's why Lost is a proper show. Not all of these fucking heartless shows on, you know, on HBO and Netflix where they batch cook them and all of that. They're making these episodes to order. <laughs> on, just On the guessing, <laughs> on the fly, you know, guessing really what it is that you actually want. Yeah. Somehow analysing that data, well, you know, very, very pro of them. Speaking of cooking on the
0: fly, you know, hey! Bilbo manages to convince, we brought it back. He manages to convince these trolls. These are trolls. Not these are to trolls. Cook them until it's daytime, which is when
1: Gandalf can be like the sun. Yeah, Gandalf appears and he's like, "It's hospitality, Bilbo, and you can't push on hospitality. I won't allow it." <laughs> what is like here with Gandalf the vibe really is like he's the lad He's had a big blow up argument at dinner and he's had to walk away to cool his head he's come back now and he's brought the fucking beers in hey Gan- Gandhi here he is now <laughs> <laughs> I do like that the the trolls literally say you what when they are confronted <laughs> by this you what and then they get turned you to what? stone you what 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 it is um it's fun to see them turn to stone because you get to see them later in the movie then don't you in lord of the rings fellowship of the ring Uh, i did i was sad when the trolls are when he goes it's mr bilbo's trolls or when bilbo goes poof and turn them all to stone that's that's what he's talking about here sam so fa- fan know. service,
0: mate. Proper it fan is. service. I yeah. feel
1: like a fan and I've been given the full service. Thank you very much. You know what? That was a fun little mini
0: boss section of the movie there. <laughs> I liked that. You know, that's the sort of thing I can handle. That was fun.
1: They've got new equipment now because they have uh, a <laughs> the mini the boss. boss as well. <laughs> they got some loose to go through. And no, so it's not randomized. They get named items, you know. They get yeah, all, yeah. And a lot of this movie from this point on is them going to places and people correctly identifying the items that they have. Which, honestly, not even games like this would go to that trouble no. of saying it over no. and over and over again.
0: I mean, the, the fact that he's got... Bilbo's got a little dagger. Sting! that will glow blue when orcs or goblins are nearby that's the most fucking video gamey thing I've ever heard in my entire life
1: yeah but the choking came up with that the, I know yeah he thought of that while he was fighting on the trenches of world war one everyone around him was dying of rats and pestilence and mortar fire and he was like imagine a sword that goes blue and then they all go over the top and it faded and turned into all poppies and it was the yeah. saddest blackadder ever yeah the- <laughs>
0: He was the original game developer, I'd say. J.R.R. Great stuff. Hey, everyone's favourite, Radagast the Brown, is now here with with our gang.
1: Oh, he's just fucking insufferable. He is exhausting as a character.
0: Spitting out stick insects, you know? Like, doing silly... Magic tricks, or whatever he's fucking It's just, you know, it's just a goofy character.
1: In a movie that does oftentimes feel like we're stuck in thick honey or molasses and can't just fucking get out of a scene and move on to the next one. Yeah. A lad arriving at a rate of knots and then be like, oh, I don't know what I have to tell you. Hang on a second. Like, it's so fucking Come on, tedious. Mate. Come on. Come yeah. on. He's got the latest news on the street. There's a necromancer's checked in on Foursquare. Oh, no. What? Oh no! Yeah. He's gonna be the mayor and everything! Oh no! All of our preferences.
0: I've been playing the video game Elden Ring recently. I'm about fifty five hours in and I'm not anywhere close to having completed <laughs> it, right? I'm not enjoying <laughs> <laughs> But I've realized that all this spooky fantasy, elves and goblins and necromancers yeah. and evil spirits and abandoned yeah. fortified. What's that bit that the necromancer was infected or hanging out in? It's like a fort. You mean or something. The fortress
1: of Dungledur. A rundown fortress. I didn't make that up as well, by the way. That is what it's called. <laughs> Dungledur. <laughs> Maybe I did. You
0: have to check to right. find out. The rundown fortress of diddly-doo. That's there, right? Hey! What I've realised is that all that stuff is much more fun when you can then run around swinging the sword and beating stuff. This just felt like an unskippable cutscene that lasted three hours, you know? I'm like, "Oh, oh, when do I get to the bit where, you know, I can have a go? You know?
1: Sam, I think, you know, 40 episodes into Cinema Swill isn't the time to drop the I'm such a gamer, I couldn't watch <laughs> this long cutscene, bro. Defence for watching a movie and no, not I, taking I... it in. <laughs> it's no, it's not a good defence. <laughs> like, but when you see people skateboarding in movies you're like this is awful I, I just want to do an ollie
0: right now no but my point is like, I, I don't really like high fantasy stuff I, I've been, right, i been okay. I didn't write Lord of the Rings but I can tolerate it more when I get to be involved in it and I've realised oh actually maybe I don't hate it I just hate watching it for long periods of time and just it kind of do- anyway, this necromancer thing I couldn't give less of a shit about It's set up as like, oh, someone's There's going to be a bad thing in the next film Bad it? thing, you know, what a bad, could it be? Bad necromancer happening so later to be on
1: like the Emperor and Count Dooku Are up to their old tricks again, Joker The tone is all over the place
0: Because we get that bit and it's all scary And then Gandalf's like Oh, have a bloody puff on this, mate And has a big whiff of some Wait. pipe
1: Whoa, dude. He's like getting him stoned
0: Oh, silly stuff.
1: He's doing harsh rips on that pipe weed, so he is. It's funny that they took one of the little things in the previous movies that had like a little bit of like kind of, Uh. oh wait, pipe weed, what is that? Come on, Uh. guys. And this time they're like... (laughs) It's so ridiculous. It is so over the top. And by the way, later on they're like, Radagash the Brown... That motherfucker's high on mushrooms all the time because he's so fucking wild, man. Now, I want to ask you something. This is this about the wargs, which are wargs, scouts? Warg scout? How is a warg scout, by the way? This is a fucking rabid wolf to no, come die. back uh, with a fucking sketch of the bridge crossing? Okay,
0: look, there's wargs, and they're being chased by wargs. And wargs,
1: radars- drop it! <laughs>
0: I don't like that, wargs. And Bilbo, like, I've signed the contract. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 this bit where they're being chased by the wargs and Radagast is on his sleigh being pulled by rabbits. Did that remind you of anything from a film that we've watched for Cinema Swill? Because it, re- I-, I can tell you what it reminded me
1: of. Oh, I, I was going to say sledding is Jack
0: Frost, right? No, this to me was real pod racing. This bit where he's going around on his sled, weaving in and out. I thought the fucking Hobbit has got its own pod racing bit.
1: It does. Really, yeah. There's one thing this movie lacked, and you mentioned pod racing. We didn't Mm. have as many funny noises, particularly when orcs and goblins and things. There was a lot less. A lot less of that, and I kind of felt, you know, disserviced by that, I guess. But you know, this was your pod racing moment on your podcast of the evening. So enjoy it, relish it.
0: I threw my hat into the ring at this point and predicted that there was gonna be a big death of one of our dwarves here in this bit where there's a showdown with the orcs. And I was wrong. I thought this was the right time, kind of middle-ish of the film, to throw in someone snuffing it,
1: and they didn't do it. After the high of finding out what was faster. Rustabel rabbits or Gunderbent wargs? <laughs> gu- gu- sorry. <laughs>
0: Gunderbent. Yeah. Gunderbent wargs. Oh,
1: yes. Rustabel rabbits and Gunderbent wargs. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you, Sam. I don't know if that's what they're called or if I'm just having a go here in my okay. notes. Right. And it's been a couple of hours since I've seen the movie. Who knows? I tell you what, mate, that sounds like something on a bloody Michelin star menu. You know, I'd eat it up. I eat up and ask for seconds, and I ask the chef to shake his hand.
0: A little bit of red wine jus, and I'm on board with that. All right, give me some Gundament Wars. I'll
1: tell you what, New Zealand is pretty. It is yes. fucking beautiful in this scene mm. here. I thought we saw all this nice... It reminded me of the original Fellowship. You see these nice scenes with the exposed rocks, and it made me want to go perambulate. Right, you yeah, know, yeah. We're yeah. yeah. not walking in any one particular fixed direction. I wanted to kind of Explore. wander about like a sim. Look yeah. at things and go, ha, you know? <laughs>
0: It did look nice but I still had the kind of hazy weird really? 3D blurry hazy I'm not watching it high frame rate I'm not
1: watching it in 3D thing This is the part where I was like whoa fuck yeah pretty this was this was beautiful ah. Like all right this is how not hazy it was for me Sam Some of the orcs had goatees I was able to determine that whoa. Whoa. And the, the elves the elves Peter show up Jackson now Jackson just changed the game up again and he didn't even realise uh, the, the Go to orcs. The the elves are here now. Yeah, the, the elves have shown up. Oh, oh if day. I've got any rings freaks in the in the comments <laughs> below here, because I'm yeah. genuinely curious, and as I'm sure are your Sam as well, as we all know, when Saruman developed the line of Urukai. Mm with which to fall the kingdom of men, specifically Rohan and then Gondor afterwards. We do know that he did this, giving them the ability to march under the beating sun, which is something that the orcs of Mordor have always struggled with. And yet these orcs we see here ride unfettered under the full daylight yet this happens assumedly generations before any of them would have been bred by the white hand of Saruman in the first place so guys they're pale orcs as well so you're implying to me that they're extra sensitive of anything or have not been exposed to sunlight so Peter Jackson Gamble del Toro what's going on guys I want someone to explain to me how it is? That the- I'm sorry, Sam. Are these like I know? Like, are these like what diurnal orcs or something? Like, <laughs> come on, like. And Joe's in the next year. Can you believe it? It's ridiculous, isn't it? Now, anyway, look. Anyone knows? Hit me up in the comments below, or better, hit up Sam on Twitter. And he can relate to me in a in a meeting at a later date.
0: So fucking
1: tired. So <laughs> right, Kevin. The elves are here now. The elves are here and, you know, elves, elves and dwarfs, <laughs> elves like here. apples and oranges, as I'd ah. say, you know. They save them. They do an, yes. a nice thing here, despite the fact that Morks show up, which is more orcs. There's additional orcs show up to the battle and they deal with them. They're, it's mostly them hiding the dwarves and such like that, which was, you know, different from the standard, you know, Lord of the Rings warg chase. Like they did try, at least with the action scenes, to provide a bit of variation. It's not just the same thing over and over again. You know, They try and give you different set- settings and scenarios and all that. But never mind that, because they're on a little trip. They're going to the next bit is they're going to Riverdale. Uh, Riverdale, everyone's favourite house of Elrond here in Riverdale. And this bit is basically like sex in the city too, where they go around Dubai going,
0: ooh. ooh.
1: They just go around and go, ooh. It's and, the thing uh,
0: from the last films. It's it is, the place. Isn't it? Do you remember that? Yeah. It's the it's the subtropical swimming paradise from the Shires regular Santa yeah. Fox. Yeah, Riverdale. There you go. Yeah. We're Riverdale. Here.
1: Not Riverdale. Anyone calls it that is an idiot. <laughs>
0: and brett mckenzie off of flight of the concords he's here i didn't
1: see him sam i just saw his character lindor because he was uh lindir sorry lindor the the chocolatiers (laughs) no he's not a chocolatier he's an elf uh, he's an elf he was a background boy in a cut scene in the original and then he gets to be essentially the same type of character but much more in front of the camera
0: yeah he gets he gets a big you know a few lines lovely touch you know, bit of fan service.
1: Elrond's in the house, yeah. <laughs> which means he's going to take a bit of time to identify all of their weapons. Is there like, oh, yeah. that is the goblin cleaver. That's Sting. That's the goblin smasher. That's the goblin poker. That's the goblin gouger. That's the, the goblin urethral spike. They're all very good weapons, guys. You're in good hands is what we're saying here. And he's like, we made all these, you know. No, no, no you have them, you have them, you have them.
0: It's good. Hugo has managed to weave his way into another trilogy.
1: Very the, good, yeah, very good. It's been... How come he's on loads of movies all the time? He's so good. He is good. He disappeared. It, yeah, he was really
0: 2000s lad, wasn't he? Hugo Weaving. Where did Where's Hugo go? Where did Hugo Hugo. I don't know where he went.
1: I don't know he went.
0: But those lot in Rivendell, they're serving up fucking salads and shit to these dwarves.
1: What? The dwarves are like... Where are the fucking chips, chips, mate, yeah? I thought this was a party you were having.
0: This fucking hipster avocado bullshit. Ah. No. Not I'm... even.
1: That looks, it looks a bit dry. Your food shouldn't rustle that much, is what I'm no. saying, you know? No. It shouldn't feel like foliage. Elrond has to withstand the dwarf singing another song, which has something about brown beer in it as well. So it's... um. <laughs> Pleasant old experience this. There is not a need for a song at this point. Did you get a song? Was that just
0: for me? Or did you get that as well? I don't think I got a song. I didn't get a song. I Really? I, unless I glazed over a fucking song. Yeah, no, they had a dinner table song. Unless the song was like, do you do chips? Oh, I love chips. No song for me. No, no song.
1: Chips. Chips. Chips we could have had a chips musical moment you know it's just about brown beer the song instead and they've come here to a special place because they got a map that still needs a bit of reading to it and this scene here was so like if this was a quest to the video game you'd be sorely disappointed at how lackluster this was what's that you need to find someone in middle earth who can decipher the map hi i'm elrond I am one of the few people in Middle Earth who can decipher this map. Oh, it seems that you need to be here in this exact specific moment with a specific part of the lunar calendar. a Midsummer's Eve, a crescent moon to be precise, which just so happens so happens to be right now. Yeah. I should have had to went into my console and change the date settings to get this at least. I feel like I've cheated.
0: A bit with some moon runes discovering that there's a secret door in a mountain that they need to move to with the moon runes. So that's what these dudes do with the moon runes.
1: Over in Camp Goblin, Azog and the gang are not happy, disappointed that the goatee Goblin Corps were not able to get the job done. They failed at the team task
0: yes and azog has got his little whisk hand now he's got his special lip little... <laughs> he does <laughs> little... yeah
1: and you know as a result of the failure of this task i'm moving grog over onto <laughs> vitality for the next one you will, I be, will the be the manager. team
0: leader next time Azog. I, I i will and i will show you how good i am and
1: that's what Azog does he points his little whisk at people and goes you are fired you are fired <laughs> that's his thing that he does like, like sir alan lord alan
0: the dwarf scum will show themselves soon enough. All
1: right, that's good. Mm. You know what? I'm begging him to fucking leave Riverdale at this point because Jesus, Mary and Joseph, it's went on long enough. It's Go, a little cast reunion. I know, but like, come on. All right, I, I get Elrond's being nice to Bilbo and it's nice yeah. that he's like, oh, I get to experience in other cultures. Isn't that, that good? And you know, elves, have always wanted to meet elves since I was a little boy. But then we just segue into this like other movie here now because, do so you all remember World War One when the great generals would all meet to discuss the impending doom on Europe? And fuck. Uh, Oh god, this is so boring. Like you got Gandalf, you got Galadriel, you got Saruman, you got Elrond, you got all the original actors back. And honestly, this is one of the worst scenes. But the most boring scene in the film. Oh, it's it's so boring, but it feels like they're trying to make like you think you would as an actor read this and go, Oh, this read's a bit boring. Gonna give you a bit of this, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like Christopher Lee is like, you know, you should have done the special Star Wars. I know you're still alive at this point, but. (laughs) Still still should have done it it anyway. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we need to digitally recreate what's like to have a 73 year old man as opposed to an 80 year old man on satellite i Jeez. was
0: confused because i didn't know the timeline of quite when he died so i was i wrote note. I was like is he was he still alive at this point have they like yeah, put him in in post
1: no, they've got lydia soprano to me no no <laughs> i don't like that talk no no i don't <laughs> like that talk what i did like about this though was it anytime anyone showed up? I was able to go. Sauron's in the house yep. of Elrond. It's, it's the house of Elrond in here in Riverdale. They talk about the fate of the last war for him, but come here, if you all know, he needs the one if any of the seven are to be of any use, yes, alone any of the nine. <laughs> uh, I don't know um. what you're thinking, Sam. We'll have to delve into that Amazon Prime series eventually to figure out what's going on with the nine and the seven, yes, alone the one. But he needs the one, even though he's holed up in Dolguldor. And I'm not going to listen to any Raggedash the Brown and his excessive consumption of mushrooms because we found a Morgul blade. A Morgul blade that was buried deep with the Witch King of (laughs) Angar. And it was buried so deep that it was never. Those tombs were given ancient seals. Powerful spells, Sam. I was livid with rage when I found out about this. Um, living with rage it's at this point in the podcast where I wish
0: I could do the thing that Gandalf and Galadriel are doing of just having a fucking separate
1: telepathic chat where they talk about something else yeah, Sam, Sam, I hate to break it to you if you have a separate telepathic chat with me right now I'm thinking exactly the <laughs> no, same no. thing <laughs> I, don't I just need to see there be more lore going on I don't and want you know uh, I don't want two layers of lore going
0: on I don't want what you're saying and then also what you're thinking which is more lore
1: like, this is oh, very boring, but so heady and deep was the brew of this fan service and layer upon layer of lore. That at one point, Galadriel calls Gandalf Mithrandir. And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> fine. That's who he, he is now. Okay, that's fine. Well, she gets Gandalf to reveal a special
0: Mordor sword, a sword or that... Oh, I was going to say Mordord. <laughs> Both good. I'm happy with both of those. Who's Angmar? Who's Angmar? The grave of Angmar. This sword came from the grave
1: of no, Angmar. It's where the is the Witch King is from. He's one of the nine. One of the nine uh, right. nine kings of men who were given rings of power by Sauron. Yeah. But didn't realise they were. You're getting sicker as we continue through this movie. This is literally <laughs> Talking like, about this. Is making been, me ill. Have you been poisoned by this movie or something? <laughs> Jesus.
0: I feel like a very sour man right now. The
1: dwarves li- The dwarves leave. <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting through I this see more the pretty new zealand of them pretty mountains yeah Oh, you didn't like this this bit was awesome with the big stone giants wow oh, right
0: okay so that was great and i liked the gandalf you know distracted the grown-ups so that the dwarves could leave great i just want to mention something all of that stuff you were just saying there all of that lore is that from the first films like the lord of the rings trilogy is this stuff I should know? Or is that like book stuff? No, it's both. There's both okay. this movie and, and that movie. Because I felt watching The Hobbit, <laughs> right, that I I feel like the Lord of the Rings trilogy is for me the GCSE French of films in that I definitely studied it hard, but I can't fucking remember anything other than like, Je jouais les foot, Je m'appelle Sam. Like, I know that Frodo and Sam and Gollum went, to the thing and they threw the ring in the thing yeah and i sort of know some of the
1: characters je pas
0: Yeah, but i don't i've forgotten all of the you know
1: here's a question for you tenses could you have related this movie other than bilbo and Gollum? could you have related this movie to the main trilogy in terms of what's been set up here time scale what people are referring to and they're like oh something's coming like did you think oh they're talking about the events that will transpire in map you know this power or whatever not really no. so i think it is probably more of a failure than the phantom menace which feels even though that is a, a light years away from the world of the original star wars movies it still yeah. feels like there's more dna it shares like this doesn't feel like lord of the rings a lot of the time i will give you that much
0: yes but uh, I, I think that might be on me in that I watched those films under duress and I, I was recently you reminded did. that I think maybe the first one or the second one, I was very sick while we were recording that
1: I, I think say. so, yeah. I do remember yeah. you had uh, awful stomach trouble or some such. I do, I yeah, do yeah. recall a bad time was had on multiple levels. I
0: think the extended Hobbit universe makes me ill. I it think. does,
1: yeah. It clearly I does. I don't
0: feel well now. Right. Stone giants. Love this. Narrow ledge. These stone giants fighting each other. Scree everywhere. Like fucking rock'em, sock'em robots, but they're literally rock, and they yeah. are socking each other, Woo. and... The dwarves are crawling along a ledge. They're actually on the legs of one of these stone giants. This is yeah. fucking cool. I could get on board with this. Shadow of the Colossus. Yes. Visually and conceptually, I do not mind this at all. This Yay. is good. Yay.
1: It, two
0: big stone lads beating fuck out of each other. Great. Love this. This looked. Fucking cinematic and spectacular, and there was mild peril when we thought maybe yes. Killy was gonna fall down and then Bilbo might have fallen off a ledge.
1: No, Killy was fine, willie was fine, none of them got hearts.
0: I thought this was probably for me the highlight of the fucking movie. This little bit here with these massive stone giants. I thought that's, you know what? That's cinema.
1: That's yeah. cinema. Yeah, as determined by the representatives. I, I think this is my favorite bit as well, honestly. It reminded me, it invo- invoked a lot of Lord of the Ringsy things, but also felt like specific to the... Because they're all yeah. dwarves. It was one of the first yeah, times yeah. we felt like, oh, they're only little lads in this big fucking monstrous thing that they can't control. It felt very vulnerable. I like that. That was nice. But it is still only like five or so minutes. You got to give it that. Out that's, of, that's of three hours. That's the problem with this yeah. bit. It is that it's yeah. a, it's
0: fleeting. It is definitely fleeting. But this is kind of the equivalent of you know that lightsaber battle in one of the prequels where i'm like that's fucking star wars man there's your fucking star i got my fucking lord of the Uh, there it is all right here we go and i'm not a fan of like big scale stuff happening and big cgi spectacle but this they knocked out of the park here well done guys and that's been Cinema Swell. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Oh, oh no, there's loads more. There's
1: loads there's more. more. There's more because they go inside the mansion. They get spit up now, Bilbo and mm. the dwarfs. And Bilbo, he has to defend for himself against the goblin for the first time. And... He does it, he makes a face like Tim from The Office after he kills him. It is um, honestly kind of uh, misanthropic and strange that he did that. But then you see where the dwarfs are and they are in Goblin Centre Parks. It is incredible that they've got this big underground town Which are Five, six, seven, eight One, two, three, four Fucking jerk up the band Here come the goblins They're singing a song It is is awful It is awful It is like Tom Waits trying to be awful Levels like Wake down in goblin town Down, down, down And the dwarves are just like Yeah, they're just listening All right, yeah Kill them, mate Get them (laughs) Stab them You've got something called the goblin cleaver Use it Use that Also,
0: in order for these lads to get trapped and ambushed, they'd fall down a little trap thing and they experience a fall that would definitely kill them. Like, they should be dead. But they all fine, land on whatever. top of each other, yeah, so fine, it's fine sound. Fantasy. So, you know?
1: Fun. Yeah. Okay, fine. It's a part where one of the goblins, because I had subtitles on and it went Goblin One. Yeah. He <laughs> went, Yeah, when he heard the song. He liked hearing the song. Less squawk, more talk. That's what I say. Uh, right. We got a lot of chat between this big goblin king who is disgusting. I don't like him. He is... Like, this is one of the times where the fact that the CG was less hazy and more crisp didn't yeah. work in my favour at all. He looked like a big, disgusting sack of shit.
0: There's a, a real scary jowl situation, you know? The big jowl. Ugh. Yeah, Ah, look at big old bollock. I hated us. So at this point, just to give you context for how well I was understanding things, I had to run a little bit of a find and replace on my notes with the word orc and the word goblin because I thought these were orcs, but they're goblins. These These are are goblins. goblins. These are the goblins. Goblins. I keep getting them mixed up.
1: And the way you can tell they're goblins is that when he's like, "Send a message to Azog," he gives it to a little guy who's like, "And he goes." that's a go- that because that, that's a goblin that is because you wouldn't look at that and go oh there's an orc it's a no. goblin isn't it but the orcs and the goblins are
0: mates kind of you know they've got a working relationship
1: yeah but also yeah. I don't know if you picked up from the song but they are down 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 in goblin town so they're goblins I'm struggling
0: to remember whether I heard this song as well I think I heard a bit of singing
1: no you goblins. definitely Did heard I this. Hear this yeah I heard yeah this. Okay. yeah alright like yeah. I would say this is the moment that if you weren't enjoying the movie would be the most testing because you got something mm. that's like visually very upsetting. Yeah. A very busy looking scene with a million bits and bobs that yeah. looks really not Lord of the Rings like at all. It's it's this very beige kind of, mm. you know, the goblins, they look stylistically very, very different from what you used to. I guess that's the point or whatever, but when this fucker starts bursting into song, if you were wanting to tap out, that would be the time to do it, I think. <laughs> But I couldn't tap
0: out. I had to keep tapping in, even though I've definitely peaked and seen the best bit. But so Bilbo, he slipped off earlier because he's not a dwarf. He's like but been then he knocked fell. out
1: fucking four times in this movie now. I swear, everyone just wakes up in this movie. That's all that's ever happening. He fell
0: down a thing and he found Gollum. And I fucking Glom. I know Go, I know Gollum. I know lovely
1: Gollum. Nasty goblinses. Oh Jesus Christ! This fucking this drew. This was like sitting in a waiting room and there's two <laughs> people chatting. They went on and on and on and on and on and on and on. on. Jesus. But this
0: is a significant moment. I understand the significance of this. You know, yeah, this ri- is the ring. The ring. He gets the ring. The ring go comes on. off Gollum and Bilbo nicks it like a real burger. He's being a burger. He's He's got the ring. And these two have a little showdown. And look, I enjoyed and was a little bit nostalgic for the gimmick of Gollum chatting to himself and having the kind of. Yeah. No pressure. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, I want to do this. Oh, no, Gollum, I want to go over it. I thought that, you know, that's fun. And it was shot in kind of the same way. Um, what I didn't expect at this point in the film with the the kind of mixed momentum that it had was for these two lads to have what I could only describe as a riddle-off a long ale riddle-off yeah and they didn't even have this in the three hour fucking Batman with the Riddler in it
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean what what this struck me out Sam is that they did some market research and they asked people what's your favourite bit of the the, and like everyone came back saying Gollum Gollum, Gollum, Gollum I want a movie full of Gollum. Just Gollum, please. Give me some Gollum. Gollum. And I I don't know if it's just me, but by the 900,000th fucking Gollum parody and Andy Serkis doing Theresa May, and it's just, for me, it's culturally spent. It's done. (laughs) Finished. (laughs) I'm not putting that in my mouth again. It's finished, no, no more. I've chewed it; all the flavour is gone. He was there for ages. He tells yeah. in five riddles. Oh, and they're so long. And like, what do they know these off by heart? Are they like Martin Freeman's playing like he's making it up as he goes along?
0: Look, I zoned out a bit during the riddle off because yeah, it really felt like it was going nowhere.
1: It's so long it is so i think i got longer it must be because i felt like they were down there for fucking half an hour
0: (laughs) you you probably got about six or seven extra riddles in the extended cut but it felt long for me so the nature of this is is like if he wins the riddle off Gollum will show him how to get out of where he is if he loses Gollum will eat him whole he'll eat his flesh right the last riddle is oh mate what have i got in my pocket that's uh, not a riddle. That's not a riddle. That's cheating. And Gollum's like, that that's that cheating. And Martin's like, no, it's that's fine actually. That's by the rules. I've asked you a question. What's in my pocket?
1: Yeah. No, 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 that's cheating. <laughs> you can't
0: just do the scary face, Billboard, it's not allowed. Which means that Tim from the office wins. But Gollum figures out that he's lost the ring and and keeps going, lost, lost, lost. And I'm like, oh, I'm reminded of things that I'd rather be watching. But then he twigs, oh, that Naughty Hobbit's is that bloody burglar had got the ring. And so, you know, it's heated now between Gollum and Bilbo.
1: I didn't find this fucking heated at all. It's like, (laughs) you know, when you're dealing with a... Prequel. You have to come to the fact that lots of what you're setting up is a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And I think when you can correctly identify a foregone conclusion, you shouldn't pad out that foregone conclusion as much as possible. He gets the ring. He gets the ring. There we go. He gets the ring. Got the ring. And it goes (laughs) because it's Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Which this is a prequel 4 I was very happy to be back in Goblin Town that's how upset I was from watching this long boring bit I was like yes "Yes, the disorganized shambolic mostly bridge and twine filled Goblin Town where the king is like kill them and there's like a hundred of them being like uh, what <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. what sort of a king is this he can't even order a
0: killing a big goblin battle Gandalf has swooped in to save the day kind of in the goblin Not zone
1: before the goblin uh. king identifies all of their equipment yeah uh, you've got that he- and that like, and that uh, that's, you've got this is the goblin fucker this one here <laughs> This is the extra long goblin sword here that we've got now. That's <laughs> the extra a good one. long goblin fucker that That's a you've good. Got. That's a good one. That's a very good
0: one. We get a little Wilhelm scream, of course we do. A
1: Thank little. A little. Yeah. We get a. a big might as well turn to camera and scream 3D coming through the screen. <laughs> You, hey,
0: you know what? There's a bit where some ropes are cut and I think there's goblins holding onto the ropes and they wrap around a platform yeah. thing and it all gets spun up. That looked cool in terms of it did. big scale CGI physics stuff. Thank you very much.
1: We didn't have the... We didn't have enough no. of those noises, I felt. No. We had the creaking and all that. I will say the goblins and the dwarves share a reckless abandon for the architecture here because every second thing they do seems to be involving cutting a load-bearing pillar that brings yeah. down... Lots of stuff, but I like Smashy Crashy. And I remember this being really ugly in The Sin Man. This was something that was, again, a lot prettier this go around.
0: It was quite ugly on my viewing, I yeah. gotta say. You know, big How stones rolling around over these like wooden flats and stuff. It looked a bit shit.
1: I did like the nice roly boldy though, that was good. Okay. okay. F- now, yeah. uh, face off, yeah. with the Goblin King. Oh, you died. This was so fucking Fucking shit. funny. No, I love this. Did I you? This was I hilarious. wanted a
0: big goblin fight. No, nice. no. I think, what are you going to do now, wizard? And then Gandalf jabbing him in the eye, cutting his belly open, and the goblin can go, oh, yeah, that'll do it. And then dying. Oh, that is good. I wanted a... No,
1: no. Right no. To ruin will smite you on the mountaintop.
0: No, no, no. A little, like... Uh. <laughs> he's done for he's like oh shit he had a bit fuck a
1: bit me. of Indiana Jones yes yes uh, yeah yes, a little bit there yes, that's what yes, we got yes, there yes
0: yes yes well we felt something in the movie that's good and the dwarves all fall down and they survive the big fall but they're like oh that could have been worse and then the goblin king falls on top of them two good uh, goofs in a
1: row here yes and, uh, thank you I surmise those two goofs with fuck off with your sub-Marvel universe patter I I uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I don't know
0: if I was, like, starved for Wait, wait a minute, you want stuff? me to kill
1: the Goblin King? <laughs> I'm, all right. I'm all good. And you know what? Maren Freeman may not do it, but the Goblin King, he sure as shit was a gym face to carry. He does a big fucking gurn when he turns. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, no. Good guy Bilbo. He spares Gollum. It's too cool to kill Gollum, basically, because he's got an
0: invisible ring now. He could have fully sparked him out but instead he still sort of steps on his face in order to get out of there. He finds the way out. Now, there was a bit before, right, when they went into some cave or something where Thorin, the sexy dwarf, the main sexy dwarf...
1: I want to see more of Thorin. I feel like he's barely getting a look in here most of the time. He was like, Bilbo's
0: shit, mate. He's been a liability since he got here. He doesn't talk like this. We don't like him. Uh, I think he's shit. And Bilbo's like, yeah, I'm rubbish. I'm going to go home. Oh, I'm sorry. And then... Right, so there's that, and there's a little crisis of confidence, and then fucking James Nesbitt's like, "No, you're a, you're a g- <laughs> this is not any of the accurate voices. No, you're a good lad, and you're you've got courage and or some, uh, you know, and uh, you're not all, shit, all that. Bilbo. Look, you're not shit, mate. We've not got a home." You, you're... uh, Anyway, right. And then now, because Bilbo's invisible, he comes out of that situation and Thorin is once again slagging him off, good and proper, saying, Bilbo's shit, where did Bilbo go? Fucking hate Bilbo. Fuck Bilbo. Bilbo's a piece of shit. I hate Bilbo. I'm Thorin I hate Bilbo. But... (laughs) But Bilbo, he comes back out and he's like, no, uh, hey, I'm still here. I actually made it out. I'm a good guy. I haven't abandoned you. His
1: little speech here is nice, but it feels like a little bit out of left field. I thought where he's been like, I understand because I enjoy the comforts of home. I like being home. You're all refugees. You don't have a home. In spite of the fact that we were told earlier they have a beautiful life of plenty on the Blue Mountains, which has apparently been overlooked greatly. okay. But
0: he does his little speech. Also, I think Gandalf definitely spies the ring. He knows oh, some of oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, oh yeah. Hey. okay. All He's right. like that
1: ring, it's quite cool.
0: We, <laughs> we hardly have any time to breathe before fucking orcs, orc wargs, Azog the orc with his wargs
1: is here. Ah, uh, yeah, Now, this was um this was maybe where the thing I was praising earlier where they're like, hand you gotta hand it to them they tried something different for like every action scene so it's not just lads clashing swords and doing the same old same old yeah but when they're all climbed up in trees and they're all like little dwarves in trees yeah, yeah. and then we're meant to have the big dramatic da 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 yeah like yeah Thorin and Azog clocking eyes it, and he's just in a tree like clutching it it doesn't your feel life. right does
0: it no and it no. made me
1: realise that the big battle that they're hyping us up for Azog and Thorin like I could really care less like neither yeah. of them are like you know i like Thor. i think he looks cool he sounds cool but i don't really know enough about him it feels like and azog's just a fucking other lad isn't he he's just another lad with a whisk on his arm
0: for this to be the kind of climactic showdown of the film yeah it didn't feel big enough or right enough or the the stakes didn't feel right we, we, yeah. I feel that
1: way as well but I think I felt it for very nerdy reasons because right. I had no tension in this scene because the first thing Gandalf does is send off for the eagle summon which is like the most powerful attack in the game
0: okay I thought he was just like chatting to a butterfly
1: so we're just basically <laughs> sitting there waiting like and they're throwing fucking pine cone grenades yeah burn the forest to the ground good guys <laughs> fucking <laughs> bastards so like yeah it, it felt kind of without tension and I think that is going to be a problem when you are inventing showdowns and trying to have a big dramatic end for the first part of a three-part movie series that is based <laughs> on something that is the third of the length of one of the three movies that came before it. So yeah, yeah it didn't do it much for me this bit. It was kind of a bit downhill at this point as far Bilbo as I'm concerned. Bilbo gets his
0: time to shine though. Although I didn't believe for a second that he wouldn't have been torn to fucking shreds in this fight.
1: If this was a fucking real fight, mate, Bilbo yeah, right, would have yeah. fuck, yeah, he real, wouldn't have had a fucking chance. I like that Thorin got lightly chewed that was good for <laughs> yeah. him. You know, he gets get thrown to all around the mouth. chewed up. But Bilbo,
0: brave little hobbit, fights him off for long enough for Ian McKellen's magic eagles to turn up to save the day.
1: Pretty again here when they were flying away on those eagles. Well, no, it wasn't. That for was me. really that was wasn't. Fucking that gorgeous. It was like an ad for my telly or something. It was really nice.
0: That was one of the shittest bits I really? saw for me. And this, right, this made me think about something. Right, I had some interesting thoughts about the nature of 3D films and film preservation and film watching.
1: What the representative of cinema, Sam Chaplin, over here. I'm liking look, this. 3D films are a gimmick, right? And that gimmick has largely died, okay? Goodbye, 2010s. This
0: <laughs> this film really leaned into the 3D thing, right? 3D was a big part of this. You can tell from the way the effects look, especially I was just watching this on a standard HD television, okay? On Netflix. Okay. At 24 frames per second, you could tell these effects are optimized for 3D and IMAX and 4K or 8K or whatever IMAX is. And I was thinking about the fact that we've got 3D Blu-rays, but 3D TVs are not being produced now. I don't think.
1: I mean, yeah, I I didn't, but also Sam, I didn't just need. I know you didn't watch in 3D. No, but what I'm saying is I didn't just need a 3D TV. There's loads of other shit you need as well. Yeah, you need yeah. The glasses and all that jazz. You know, you need special stuff. It's just interesting to think about the fact that not many people who have not seen
0: this will get to experience it anywhere close to the original intended theatrical way it was meant to be seen.
1: I just think that's yeah. interesting. I just think it's no, interesting. Right. I don't know if it's right, right. or wrong, but well, like, that seems like a big oversight. Doesn't it the fact that like like whatever about 10 years ago in 2012 when it came out, I almost feel like more forgiving of that obviously now than I did then. Yeah. But like how are we running into the same issue when we're watching it on home media? I mean, you know who's really fucking licking their chops right now? It's the people who are physical media owners because if I've learned yeah, one yeah. thing, it's that obviously blu-ray is a cut above even what? ultra hd on netflix i i don't know i've just it looked the eagle bit looks shit
0: it looks silly and you saying you were saying that's beautiful and i think but the it's fact-
1: nice to know that you can look nice without being in 3d because i was when i saw it in 3d i was like well that's it then i'll never get to enjoy it because like i can't watch 3d movies because of my fucking glasses and big heads like it's not it's yeah. not gonna happen then so i mean but I think yeah, the, the,
0: yeah. films should look good. Yes, you shouldn't have to have three different fucking or more permutations of how you watch it in order to actually have a good experience. Should have to go
1: into Can I Run This dot com to find <laughs> out if I can install this new release A yeah. game on my Windows XP. I don't need fucking, you know, minimum system
0: requirements in order for me to watch a film and have a good experience of watching it. I should be able to watch it. I, I, I didn't do anything wrong. I watched it legitimately through Netflix in HD quality. Not 4K, but HD.
1: If it was pretty, like yes. if it was pretty enough to give you those moments where I was like, because I don't feel like I've been gushing about it, but I feel no, like but... I've noted it's been pretty at times. Do you think that if it was pretty that you would have... You know, had a different impression of the movie oh, than you've gotten. Yeah,
0: that, that's the sense that I'm getting. It's weird to me that, like, the bits where you're like, this is beautiful, I'm like, those are the bits where I've written this looks sloppy and shit. Wow. Like, it, uh, but, uh, the fact that there's such a gulf
1: of difference between our viewing of this. Or oh, do you think that there's people who listen to our podcast all wrong and, like, the wrong format? They're not listening to it on the Blu ray release. <laughs> and then they're getting it it's all, like, hazy and it sounds all wrong with different accents. Oh, yeah, don't listen to this in mono. Oh, God. No, no, no. Get,
0: F- You won't get the Full stereoscopic experience.
1: You need it on a flack on Neil Young's proprietary <laughs> device. <laughs> <laughs> or the 3D Blu-ray. Those are the only two ways that I will let you listen uh, to this podcast.
0: Also, I absolutely want to release one episode of Cinema Swirl on physical media at some point. I think that would be really cute. They
1: just need to be like some physical Cinema Swirl I you think a, a cassette with the best of Cinema Swirl oh. on it would go down a tree,
0: baby. Oh, yes, please. Anyway, uh, that's just an interesting thought on the nature of 3D movies and how they get preserved and watched and experienced. Thorin's not dead.
1: He's not dead. And <laughs> he's not lost his sense of humour because he does the old... Great thing to do. Great bunch of lads here. The old fake-out compliment yeah. where he's like, I think you're the biggest piece of shit walking this earth. This middle earth is what I would say if I was disappointed, hey. which I absolutely <laughs> am not. <laughs> hey. And I tore up the contracts.
0: Yay! There he was
1: on the wall. The, the thing is, though, there's a Thor and I was in there and they asked <laughs> questions and... uh. You know, they kept coming. There was a question and I had to answer it. And then there was like another question. So I tore up the contract. I didn't know how many I got right. Right.
0: We end, see, the we end on the mountain. We end on the beautiful mountain. They can see their mountain home, but it still looks mm. fucking ages away. Do, 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 do,
1: do. Well, as they say at the end of this one, and yeah. wise words were never said quite like this. I do believe the worst is behind us. <laughs> this is a Hobbit Part One, baby. We oh. end with Smoog's eye opening. What ben- could be coming up next? What is that dragon got up his sleeve?
0: Benedict Cumberbatch as a dragon.
1: I've seen the little the clip
0: of him in you know the motion capture suit. Going, oh. I hope so. he does
1: his his American accent from the early Doctor Strange scenes. That's <sighs> what I hope. Right, well... You know what, you're a hell of a man for doing this, Sam. I appreciate it. We got through it. We did. And you know what, I'm going to say I was pleasantly surprised. I was absolutely Mm. thinking this is going to be fucking like the hate watch of the century. And I actually got joy out of it from like a hate watch. Like there was parts where I was like, this is so shit. I'm actually having a bit of fun because of its complex lore. But there were a lot of moments where I was like, that's just pretty. And I think the fact that it was Mm -hmm. pretty is my overriding thing about it i would say now like say what you will about the hobbit but on the right hardware it looks a sight right so that for me made it a decent enough three hours i didn't think i'd be saying that you know what i fucking hate about this experience and i'm (laughs) (laughs) sorry i've got
0: a nicer one yeah Yeah.
1: right so uh, okay you're there at dinner and i've gotten the nice proper (laughs) meal and you've got an awful frozen pizza
0: Listeners, I've recently moved, right, and my fancy 4K TV, I'm not bragging, but my fancy TV is still at my parents' house, right, and so that's not here yet. This, right, the thing that fucking annoys me, I don't have my fancy telly here. I feel like I need to watch this again, right? Oh, no! Because oh. because because you you had a beautiful experience of watching yeah. gorgeous vistas. Really? I had a shit experience of watching washy CGI nonsense where no one felt like they were in the scene. All the places looked fake. I mean, I. Uh, I, I, feel, I, I feel bad because
1: honestly no one should have to sit through that dialogue, that pacing and some of that acting and also have to look at muddy textures and washed out colours. You know, because I was like, you know what, it's fucking, it's hideous in many respects, but it is also beautiful. You know, it's I, an ugly beast, but it's I a pretty actively... one of times
0: actively want to watch this in 4k 48 frames per second i need to see it i need to see no i need to see some of it i'll
1: say i could say yeah because i don't want to watch this again right now absolutely not and 10 months time is probably enough for me to watch the next one you know what i'm saying yes i imagine
0: by the time i watch the next one i can probably source you know a good quality 4K
1: Blu-ray copy of it. Get a big yeah. telly on. You know what? I would lend you mine, Sam, but, but you need you've, to not got, you've not got good form when it comes to beloved box sets of trilogies. <laughs>
0: well, I,
1: I've still got yours. I know you do. That's why, I'm not giving you, that's
0: why I'm not giving you another one. It's been <laughs> 10 years. One day. It's literally
1: been 10 years.
0: <laughs> one day, there will be a beautiful handover of me giving back the Star Wars Blu-ray trilogy to you, and it'll be a sweet moment. And that will mark
1: the end of Cinema sword but, but it is not this day. But that Look, is not today. It is not this day. <sighs> Sam, put us out of yeah. misery. More importantly, yourself out of your own. Are you going to flush this long, unexpected journey? Are you going to oh! scoop it out? Are you going to scoop it out of the Hobbit Bowl? I, I, right. I feel sick.
0: And I feel angry because I don't know the answer to that question, oh, Kevin. No. I don't know. I don't think I experienced this properly and I should have done, which makes me angry. That So
1: you, th- you're not going to flush. You're going to let it stoop. You're going to let it steep. <laughs> Is
0: that what you're going to do? Like tea? I think. That this needs to stay in the nether world between being scooped out and being flushed down. I think it needs to remain in the bowl until Ow. we can decide at a later date whether it needs to be scooped or flushed. But it was shit and long, and I hated it. But I, I, I don't. But I don't know. I might, it might have. It could have redeemed itself by being really, really pretty. And I don't know that. And I'm frustrated that I don't know that. But it was quite boring there were some funny bits uh tim from the office was good
1: uh, it's, 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 it's oh god so you tell me it's remaining in the bowl <sighs> yeah historic <laughs> unprecedented you heard it here first